Hey, folks, it's a Sunday. That means it's time to jump into the Ben Shapiro Show mailbag. Reminder, you actually have to be a subscriber over at dailywireplus.com in order to have your question answered in the mailbag. Caleb says, I recognize getting accurate polling is next to impossible. I'm curious to hear your opinion on whether an age and or demographic gap is skewing the numbers right now, particularly on the conservative side related to Trump's wild lead. I'm a 30-year-old DeSantis Haley leaner. Like most people my age, I don't answer unknown phone calls. I don't respond to polling texts or emails. I'm certainly not answering polls on social media or legacy news sites. Do you think some of Trump's massive alleged lead over the other candidates is that his base is one, older and more likely to pick up the phone or respond to a social poll or legacy media, and two, just louder and skewing the polls as a result? So, you know, I'm, I'm not a big fan of quote-unquote unskewing polls. I remember we did a lot of this in 2012. So there's a lot of looking at the sort of internals of polls, how they were constituted, what was the breakdown of Democrats versus Republicans, how many people were actually being polled, landlines versus not landlines, and all the rest. This is why I tend to use polling averages. The reality is that there is no poll that has been done nationally that has anyone in a close second to Donald Trump. Everyone is far behind Donald Trump in every poll. When that's the case, you have to assume he has a major lead and that it's not all crap. You just have to assume that going in. And I think that that's right. The same thing happens to be true in Iowa. In Iowa, the latest polls have Trump up at least 20 points. Iowa Civics has Trump up 36. Trafalgar Group has Trump up 23. Now, could DeSantis pull something out in Iowa? Yeah, it's a caucus state. So that state is closer than it looks. How about New Hampshire? If you move forward to New Hampshire, all of the polls, Washington Post, Monmouth, CNN, they all have Trump up by at least 20 points. The closest second is Haley, followed by Christie, followed by DeSantis. Now, if DeSantis wins Iowa, and let's say that Haley finishes third in Iowa after Trump or something, would she get a boost? She might get a boost. Could she win New Hampshire? I mean, it's possible. Is it highly plausible? Yeah, who knows? But here's the thing. Even if, let's say, DeSantis wins Iowa, Haley wins New Hampshire and South Carolina, let's say, for the sake of argument, who has a path to the actual nomination that way? And Trump is still going to win places like California and New York in all likelihood. So yeah, I, I'm not in the business of unskewing polls anymore because I just don't think that you can do it with a, lot of, with a lot of accuracy. So I hesitate to suggest that Trump's lead is not real at this point. Steve says, hey, Ben, happy to be a subscriber to Daily Wire. Since the Eighth Amendment in the Bill of Rights, it says excessive fines shall not be imposed. How did a New York judge threaten Trump with a fine of $250 million? So, you know, he could theoretically make an excessive bail argument under the Eighth Amendment. But doubtful that that wins a victory. Because again, the, the courts in New York are usually the ones governing. You, you could see a judge knock that down. You could see an appellate court knock that down. In fact, I think there's going to be a very strong appellate case from Trump on this particular fraud case in New York. The judge has made clear from the outset that he thinks that Trump is guilty. He said that like right up front. And then he's done everything possible to reinforce that idea. He's grandstanding and mugging for the cameras. Like on appeal, Trump's going to have a bunch of issues. And yeah, that excessive fine will be one of the issues. You could see a further appellate court either overturning the verdict entirely or knocking it down. That is certainly possible. I don't even think you'll get to the Eighth Amendment. Jeremy says, kind of random. Have you read Why Empires Fall, Rome, America, and the Future of the West? Uh, I've not read that one. I'll have to check that one out. Kana says, dear Ben, first of all, sorry for the trauma the attack of Israel has caused you and your family. One can only imagine the events of October 7th is the worst thing I've ever seen in my 70-year-old life. Watching the riots and demonstration in Europe in support of Hamas and the Palestinians is truly alarming. One can never even know who your friends are. My question is this. Are there any grassroots efforts to demand our borders are closed immediately? We start to deport people before it's too late. We're on precipice. Thank you for all you do. Yeah, I mean, there are. I think that one of the reasons why Trump is so popular is because he's been pledging to do this for years and years and years. And I wish he had done more as president to actually do those things. He didn't. Hopefully he would a second time around. But yes, I mean, 
One of the reasons you are seeing right-wing parties win victories in places ranging from the Netherlands to Italy is specifically the immigration issue. And you're going to see that continue. People do not want Hamas supporters in their country, and they're right not to want Hamas supporters in their country. Lisa says, hey, Ben, I appreciate your coverage of what's going on in Israel. As a Christian, I've always understood evil has always and will always exist in our fallen world. However, I've been utterly shocked by the sheer number of people in America who are supporting the abhorrent actions of Hamas. Can you please explain why this is happening? What is it about the Palestinian cause that draws the attention of so many Americans? How is it the people who I would have otherwise thought were just average, nice neighbors are now saying such horrible things openly? I recently went to a play at the Tennessee Performing Arts Center in downtown Nashville. As I was leaving, there was a massive protest marching right past my young daughter and me. It was very scary knowing so much hate was surrounding us at that moment. This does not feel like America. The answer is, again, there is this oppressor-oppressed matrix. So many people in America believe in this and in the West. It, it, it springs from Marx, but it's been sort of reshaped and retooled for the new millennia by people who are decolonized folks, you know, people who have read Fons Fanon or may not have read him, but have been imbued with his spirit. And the idea, again, is that anyone who is powerful is bad and anyone who is unsuccessful and unpowerful is good. And there's nothing new about this, by the way. I mean, it's actually something Nietzsche criticized way back in the, in the 19th century, was this reversal in which the weak were now to be considered the moral and the strong were to be considered the immoral. Now, what Nietzsche said is everyone who was strong was moral and everybody who was weak was immoral, which is not right either. It turns out that right and wrong cross when it comes to power and not power. There are powerless people who are moral and there are powerful people who are moral. The two don't necessarily have to do with one another. With that said, there are a lot of people on the left who believe, once again, that the West is bad, that anyone powerful is bad, and that Israel is just an outpost of the West. Mary says, why is Gaza referred to as an open-air prison by the left? Because that allows you to justify whatever evil actions are done by Gazans. That's the answer. Gaza is not an open-air prison. It's not. I'm sorry. They don't have malls at open-air prisons. They don't have, they don't have freedom of movement within an open-air prison. They, they like... That, that's just not accurate. It's a, it's a way of trying to rebut the fact that Israel withdrew all military forces from inside the Gaza Strip in 2005. And so now they're claiming that because Israel doesn't allow free immigration into Israel from the Gaza Strip, that makes it an open-air prison, which I'm um, welcome to every country on earth that does not have open borders. By that stance, Egypt is an enforcer of the quote-unquote open-air prison. Supposedly, Gaza is an open-air prison because Israel polices what comes into Gaza. Oh, you mean because a terrorist group runs it? And it's an absurdity. But again, it allows the justification of the idea that when you go and violently murder a bunch of civilians on the other side of the border, this is a, a prison break as opposed to, you know, an act of, of cross-border terrorism. Anne says, in Judaism, what is the biblical or theological view of marriage? Is it considered a covenant? If so, what exactly is a covenant in historical Judaism? A covenant is a deal between you and God, right? It is a, it is a, a breach, is a, it is a, an agreement between you and God that binds you forever. Now, when it comes to marriage, divorce is possible in Judaism. It's not Catholic. You know, the, under rare circumstances, divorce is not supposed to be easy and it's not supposed to be pleasant. Judaism really frowns on divorce, which is why when you look to the Orthodox community, rates of divorce are really low, actually. The biblical view of marriage, one man, one woman, they're supposed to be together for the rest of their lives. That's the, that's the plan. There are certain rare circumstances in which divorce will be granted, but again, it is rare. All right, we've reached the end of this mailbag, so we'll see you here tomorrow. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. We'll get to more on this in just one second. First, 
Pure Talk believes in American values, and that free should mean, you know, like free. So when you switch to Pure Talk today, you'll get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. There's no four-line requirement, no activation fee, just a free Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick-charging battery, and top-tier data security. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. Pure Talk gives you phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network. It's the same coverage you know and love, but for half the price of the other guys. The average family saves almost $1,000 a year. So I challenge you to choose a company that actually doesn't hate your guts and shares your values. Let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Go to puretalk.com Shapiro to claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com Shapiro to switch to my cell phone company. I've been using them for years. They're fantastic. You'll love them as well. Go to puretalk.com Shapiro and claim your eligibility on that free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Start saving. <laughs> 